Hey guys, happy Friday. Who is excited for the weekend? I hope you guys have had a great week and you enjoyed Monday's episode. Today is another incredible guest. I have Chris O'Brien from Come Out Better. You guys, this is another deep one. We really kind of get deep and dish. He shares a ton about his own journey into his own awakening and we just get into all things. This is another episode I'm going to say for those that are kind of new to this kind of content, be open, you know, um, be mindful, use discernment, take whatever, you know, resonates for you and throw the rest away. That's what this is all about right now, you know, using discernment and being able to tap into your own inner knowingness. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. I love Chris and all he's doing and sharing and hearing about his own journey and awakening, I think is truly incredible. So I hope you love the story and, you know, what he gets to share today. And I wanted to say, first off, thank you so much for all the incredible reviews. I can't believe I was telling my husband, I was telling Justin, I was like, I've had so many more reviews over the last few weeks and it means so much to me. I now have 229 ratings, which is incredible. Um, when I had like 170 a couple weeks ago. So you guys have been reviewing and rating and it just means so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to go for now. 350. Now that we passed my 200 goal, I'm like so stoked. I just wanted to read out another amazing review because I told you I was going to start doing that. So this is from Owen Yates, who says, wonderful guest, thoughtful dialogue, active listening, so engaging. Thank you. And I want to read out one more because I just really am blown away by how many, you know, um, reviews there are and like heartfelt and took your time and just said, you know, what you wanted to say, which really means a lot to me. So this is from Donald Torres, which is, I never miss an episode, favorite podcast out there. Thank you. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really love this show and getting to be a part of everything with all of you and bring you incredible guests. It's so much fun for me. It's really my happy place. So thank you. Thank you. And so I hope you guys love today's episode. As always, if you do, please screenshot it, tag a friend, tag me at Ali Levine Design, tag the podcast at Everything with Ali Levine. We will reshare it and reshare the love. Make sure you're subscribed. And of course, as I said, leave a five-star review. Write out what you love about the show, an episode you love, a guest, whatever you want to share that would help someone else find the show. And, you know, it's still July, so technically it's still my birthday month. Um, although Justin tells me I don't get a birthday month anymore. I get a birthday or a birthday week, but I'm still going with the birthday month. So that's why I'm asking for <laughs> this review. Um, and if you guys can hear Echo in the background, that's because we literally have no furniture in the new house in Tennessee. It's only a couple pieces. I'll be doing a whole episode and catch up you guys soon on everything going on. But just wanted to share that if you do have an Echo. That's why. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you always so much for the love and support. I'm so grateful for all of y'all. And, you know, have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Live that best life. Tap into your inner knowingness and just trusting you. I can't express that enough. I've had so many people reach out to me and say, there's so much going on and I don't know what's what. And I just tell them, use discernment and trust in you. So hope this episode really resonates for you guys. And cheers till next time. Enjoy. Bye. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being. 
all real and raw. Ali interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Ali Levine. You guys, I have such an amazing guest with me. We have been trying to make this work for probably almost over a year, and we finally aligned and got our schedules and everything together. Let's be real, mom life was usually me, but nonetheless, we are here, and I'm so excited. I have the amazing Chris O'Brien, which you guys might know him from social as Come Out better. Let me tell you a little about Chris before I bring him on. So Chris grew up an athlete his whole life playing basketball. He played and attended Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, and then played pro ball in Mexico, which is where he got very sick when he was 26. And while in Mexico coming down with many ailments and gastrointestinal issues, he woke up to the power of water that changed his life and started an awakening within himself. Besides that, he was a personal trainer full-time in Orange County as well, 3,000 plus sessions, over 100 clients over four years, as well as a serial entrepreneur, real estate, insurance, co coaching, startups, app development, home-based business, network marketing, and now direct sales. He started part-time as a health broker and always wanted to be helping people with their health. And eventually went full-time as his income from the part-time moved on and had a spiritual awakening of his own in fully December of 2017. And ever since then, the income and abundance he has generated through water has allowed him to research more, question narratives, check things out, and like he says, come out better. So now everything he's learned, he loves to share in his life experience, study reading, listening, meditation, intuition, and just connecting with others to share with the world. Chris, welcome to my show. Beautiful. I love it. That that sounds beautiful the way you worded that. Thank you. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Thanks welcome. for that intro. Yeah, it's always nice it. when you're when you're writing those things up and then you hear it. It's like, wow, that's yeah. that's cool. Like, that's hey, me. It flows. That's, that's me. Yeah, totally. I love it. That's awesome. No, that's this is really exciting. Connected, you know, we connected mm -hmm. because of social. I found your account. I think mm -hmm. on Instagram, like over a year or so ago. And mm -hmm. I love what you shared because it's not like you know, a lot of accounts, as we know, are like very much like shoved in your face. And it's like, read this and understand this. And you're very much kind of like, use your lens, use discernment, take pieces, take what resonates, throw away what doesn't, you know, and I think that's like the best way when people start to really wake up and have these awakenings. I know, at least for me, like it was so overwhelming on so many levels. And I really appreciate with you is like, you're all about the, you know, the unlearning to relearn instead of just kind of being like, oh, here's all this, it's wrong, you mm -hmm. know, push it aside, you know? And so we're going to get into all that. But before we do, I really, you know, I didn't know this about you and your story is that, you know, you were pretty sick in Mexico when you were playing ball, obviously. And that's kind of where it started for you of you realizing how to take that power back within your own body. Can you mm -hmm. kind of dive into that a little bit of like, you know, how that kind of played out? I mean, you obviously, like you said, played ball in California. So then what you decided, then you went pro in Mexico. Yeah, I, I did. I graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, took business marketing. Uh, my whole vision of my life was a businessman with a suit on a private jet making million dollar deals. I had no idea what I was thinking, what I was talking about, where I was going to go to do that. I just kept seeing that. You know, I saw it on TV, I saw it in movies, and I thought that was me. Well, I, I came across a job um, that was a finance marketing position in Irvine, and I did that for 10 months. The 10th month I was there, I woke up and I said, no, 
that this is not for me. These slacks, they don't really fit my big quads from hoops. <laughs> uh, my shoulders are getting all tense and stuck. I'm getting armpit sweats all the time when I go to work. It's just not for me, right? So I, I jumped ship there, um, decided to change. And then I had went down and played professional because I was still actively working out and training. And that's when I went down to Mexico on a one-year contract for a team in Monterrey. And that was in the, the top Mexican league, which was awesome. Um, I'm half Hispanic. I have Mexican citizenship, which just expired. Most people have no idea about that. My mom, <laughs> my mom's side is all Hispanic. Um, so really, really powerful immersion into a new culture. And obviously, you know, being an athlete, we have a lot of mindsets, a lot of different programs, a lot of different mentalities and competition and what, what is expected out of us. Our body truly becomes like, like like a business like in the ncaa like you perform you you get scholarships you have marketing and all sorts of things and then when i went down to mexico um you know life started to catch up to me a bit i was obviously not in my comfort zone i was in another country literally right even though it was right right down south of the u.s um, new food new language no friends and family that were you know a phone call away you know it, it was a complete culture shock you know, and, and the things that I had done in my life started catching up to me in terms of like, you know, the food I was consuming, the beverages, my lifestyle, you know, having fun on weekends, you know, video games, just things that I was exploring at that time. Um, and really what had happened was that last month I was there after the experience, I, I came down with what they diagnosed me there was ulcerative colitis. Um, I was getting acid reflux. I had eczema on my body that was becoming relevant, which is tied to gut, gut issues, uh, hay fever allergies. And it's like, it just snowballed. Like it just all manifested all at once. Um, and I, I started having this awakening, like, okay, the things I'm doing are not working anymore. Like the, the, the stress I'm avoiding or trying to, to numb with certain things is not working anymore. And like you said, when you were mentioning earlier, that, that was like my first wake up call. Just like that aha moment. And normally times, you know, people, we experience it. We live in a very reactive society in terms of I'm going to wait until something happens, then I'll change it. You know what I mean? I'm good now. When I get sick, then I'll look yeah. at, at going on a diet. And that caught up to me very fast at a young age. And I say young, you know, at 25, 26, I was going through some things that I didn't even think you'd experience until you're 40, 50, 60, if that. So that was my first kind of splash in the face. Um, <laughs> and then once I really, and then I came back from, from Mexico and I was, I was given options, you know, it was either to go to antibiotics, to go to medications and things like that, or turn my head the other way to holistic options. And the very simplest thing was water. And that, that's what was baffling to me because I laughed for months. I refused it because I never knew water could be such a healing tool, right? So I woke up to water. I started drinking a medical grade water. This water started started flushing out my body. Um, and then that was it. Ever since that moment, I haven't changed that water. I've been, I've been drinking it for years, haven't been sick once. My hangovers at the time disappeared. My allergies uh -huh. were gone. I could actually cuddle with a cat. I was deathly allergic to cats. So my allergies had disappeared. Uh, my digestion cleared up. My skin cleared up. I was waking up early. I got off energy drinks and it was just the snowball effect. And it really started my first wave of awakening of you know, the power of health, hydration, simplicity without going down the allopathic route that that many people do. And I know those times are changing as well. So yeah, in a long story short, basketball has been a gift my whole life. Uh, my father was my coach my whole life. And he taught me so many lessons on and off the court. And then as I left college, I started exploring. And then when I came home, 
that's when the personal training journey began. Cause I always wanted to give back to people and that, that's just in my DNA. It's, it's being of service for others. Um, and that, that prompted me forward into starting what was called CobFit at the time, believe it or not. It was my first uh, branch of come out better was CobFit. I had videos done. I had uh, uh, jackets my dad made that said CobFit. You know, I was working on like colors and schemes and things like that. Um, and that's really what brought forth my initials, Chris O'Brien, COB, into what it is today, even, which is come out better. Come out better, yeah. yeah. Out better. Which I think is so clever. Like, I realized that it was funny. I <laughs> One day we were talking and I was like, oh, his initial, it's his name, but it's uh, come out better. Like, I think that's really, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I got that all credit to, to my friend of mine, who's no longer here with us. He, uh, he gave me that nickname when I was five years old, Cobb, five years old, C-O-B. He couldn't say Chris O'Brien is too long, he said. So he said, I'm going to call you Cobb. <laughs> like what? Cobb. Okay. Like corn on the cob. And ever since it stuck in Aww. middle school to high school to college. And then I was driving in my car one day and I'm like, well, Cobb is an acronym, but what that, what's a C and an O and a B like can overcome boundaries <laughs> or like and then I turned a, a corner and then boom come out where am I coming better whoa sh whoa and I pulled over and I wrote it down and that was it come out That's better awesome. you know it. what I mean come out better so the things that I've learned in my life one of the biggest ways I've learned books are great podcasts all these things amazing tools right for me it's experience life life life's our greatest teacher and it's as cliche as it sounds not only is it powerful in itself, it's even more powerful as you experience it and then put yourself in the position to share it yeah. and to be vulnerable about it and to inspire other people with it instead of like, well, I'm not sure this part's me because no one wants to hear that. When in reality, well, when you say it, it could heal somebody, it can spark somebody, it can empower somebody, it may trigger somebody too. That comes <laughs> with it, right? That that happens as well. And the feedback I started getting over the years since I started doing that um, just kept snowballing and compounding over and over until a point where I, all right, I'm gonna make it a brand. I'm gonna create this more and more, and and that's kind of where we're we're getting to now today. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, so you know, going back to like you said, when you started drinking this medical grade water mm -hmm. and you started seeing your body, like what was it like for you? So, first off, you said at first you refused it. And as we know, and you and I have had a conversation about this online, is like big pharma and medical system wants to constantly shove, you know, antibiotics and mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals in your face all the time. Take mm -hmm. this, take this. And it and it's basically like a band-aid, right? For for most certain symptoms. It's like this will potentially work for this, but then you're going to need this to help with this. And this is going to make something else go wrong. What made you essentially turn and say, I'm going to try the holistic route. You're like, mm -hmm. imagine what you're telling me, you're pretty sick and you had a lot going on. Like, what do you think the switch was that, that had you say, I'm going to try this. And, and then once you did, like when the snowball effect kind of started happening and you started seeing the changes, like, what was that like for you? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I, I guess one, <laughs> It's funny to even look back at these times because you, you know, you look back and you laugh at a lot of things. You're like, why did I do that? Well, that was yeah, wild. It, but it's all part of the divine plan that we live out in our life. Um, when I got back from Mexico, my, my now partner, Jilly, was the one who uh, was mentioning this to me. And before I even went to Mexico, she said there was water that, uh, the, you know, certain type of water that you may like. And I was like, nah, I got my Gatorade. I got my Brita. My ego was talking instead of like, oh, what is that? You know, curiosity. I, my inner child was non-existent. It wasn't curious. It was more, no, 
I have it right, you have it wrong. That's just how stern I was in what I believed in. So when I came home, I told her I was in I was in bad shape. You know, I I didn't I didn't know what to do. I went to the doctor. They said, well, you can't eat bread, don't eat gluten, you can't eat this. I'm like, that's all my favorite stuff. Like, well, if you want to eat it, you got to take these. I'm like, what? It's like a this or that. Like you have to do this to do that. It like puts you in a box. For sure. And I was like, and that's what the, it's like the Western medicine allopathic. It's like the box, the, the box that don't think outside the box. Now we know what that acronym means. Like not a physical box, thinking outside of the mental matrix box, because that's where a lot of the answers are. Mm-hmm. So what had happened was um, I, I called Jilly. And I, for months, again, I, 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 one time I slapped a gallon of water out of her hand. I was that bad. She was like, I brought you a gallon. I was like, get that out of my face. I don't want it. I have a Brita and she, okay. And then I hit her up. I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. Um, can, can you put two gallons on my front door? I'll tell, I'll, I'll try it. I'll just try it. So you stop bugging me. Literally, I did it to her. She stops bugging me. Not because the heel, not because I didn't want to go on meds or all these literally. So this girl I've known for most of my life, literally almost 12 years would just leave me alone Oh my God. because she cared. So she cared more about me than I was caring about myself. Long story short, there was took a sip and I was like, well, this is easy to drink. Okay. I start chugging. I finished a gallon in like a couple hours wow. and I've never, I was like, and I text her, I was like, is it, it, is this water easier to drink or am I like tripping out? And she's like, well, keep going. That's all she said. I'm like, okay. The next day I drank another gallon. That third day, right? I, that night I had slept 13 hours straight. Wow. I had never slept. I slept through five alarms. I missed my morning wow. workouts. My face when I woke up was like a pillow indent. <laughs> and I was like, I literally slept the deep. I've never slept like that. I felt like I had like disappeared. And is that from the water? And she's like, just keep going. I'll bring you some more. That's all she said. She just let me experience. That's why it was my teacher. I started passing things in the bathroom. I'll save you the details. I started <laughs> coughing some stuff up. got a little headache. And then that's when I started getting curious. I'm like, what is really going on? Because there's shifts mm-hmm. happening that no Tylenols ever gave me. No vegetable has ever done for me. No kind of, you know, shot of tequila ever created at the time in my life, right? what is going on? And then she sent me a video and then I just started learning. And that was it. That was my, you know, I started learning about the beverages, what Coca-Cola, Nestle, all these companies start putting out Gatorade broke my heart when I learned about Gatorade and Powerade and what is really in these drinks. Um, and just the profound experience. I found myself with 30 gallons in my garage empty. And I was like, uh, I think we got a problem here. I think I'm going to need to get this water now for good. And that was it. And that's what really kind of sealed the deal. So it was the resistance, the ego, not letting my mind open up to it, look at external influence or like outside of the box, surrendered to it, started drinking it. And we say, when you wake up to water, you wake up to yourself. You wake up to a lot of things. You, you wake up to how things are, are structured, how they're made, um, how they're bottled and operated. Um, and then just as experienced as it went on, I, I, I couldn't, it was hard for me to go back to anything else. And that's kind of what has been the same now for almost four years looking back. Wow. So yeah, it was very interesting how, how opposite of the end until now here, I can't stop talking about it four years ago. Do not bring it up to me. Ever. Yeah. Don't even put it near like, me. Smack wow. it out of someone's hand to go that far and say, yeah. leave me alone. So yeah, it's, it's been wild. The, the polarity flips, but best decision of my life. Literally. For sure. Well, and I think, you know, most people, like I talk to them, have their own awakenings. Like 
it starts with what you were saying of like mm-hmm. something happens to them and then mm-hmm. they're and then they're like okay what's happening with me and then they try something different versus like what's being told to them of like the medical system and then they're like oh wait well this works oh I can do this, you know, like how you were saying when you're, they were like, you know, you can't have gluten, you can't have bread, you can't have, like, how many times have we heard that in society? You have to have gluten free, you have to have this, you have to have that. And it's like, there's so many people who are like, but I never had a problem with bread and I never had a problem with this. And why do I have to get rid of all these things? And people do, because they just trust blindly, obviously, because we've been taught to just Mm -hmm. do it. And so for you, like, you know, you said, you know, you had this awakening to the water, you started seeing all these shifts, started seeing shifting with your own body, obviously where you were in a healthier place. So when that kind of happened, it started to spiral and you started to really see that, like, what was that shift like for you? Was that just like immediate curiosity into looking into other things? Was that, oh, now I start to change my lifestyle. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I want, I want others to hear this because, you know, you and I talk a lot about obviously like much heavier things when it comes to awakenings, right. And what's going on. But I think that what you spoke to of like that ego and that higher self really brings us back to like the nitty gritty and the basic of what we're really going through is consciousness right now. And so many still are in their egos. I mean, I was too, not so long ago. And so, you know, I think it's important for people to hear stories like this, to understand that like, it can start with something as simple as this for you to then be curious for then to open up, like you said, and think outside the actual box instead Mm -hmm. of staying in this matrix that we've all been in. So I would love for you to share like how that first started to kind of spiral for you and like how you went about that as we get into the deeper, heavier stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Well, there's, there's two, two things I use to express these kind of things. And if you're listening, great little reminders, I call it the zoom out, the zoom in lens, right? So the zoom out lens is like seeing a bigger picture. You're like, okay, I see what's going on in the government. I see what's going on in the world. I see what's going on in the financial system. Sometimes we get stuck there, right? We, we get, we get in our, I call it the hot air balloon and you start veering off. And you're like, why is there no one else up here, right? Is like a couple, anyone else up here? And everyone's on the ground going, hey, Chris, Allie, uh, we can't hear you. We can't see you, right? And then we either get triggered by that. We get upset. We get emotional. And then we don't realize, hey, let's just throw a sandbag down. Let's come back down, right? So when I, when I woke up to that the aspect that water could do that, um, did pique my curiosity for a briefly I still had went back and I hadn't changed what I was eating. I hadn't changed a lot of my, I was still going out on weekends. I, I found a way to mix my margaritas with this water and it tasted better. So I, I necessarily didn't go full in. It was a slow transition. Um, over time, what, what I, if looking back on it now, I'm a big proponent, not only water, but just energy, um, our consciousness, how information is stored in this body we have. We've got meridians. We've got literally acupuncture points. We've got chakras. We've got energy centers. We've got fascia. We have a lot of places where information is stored. And when you change something like water, which is we are 99% at the molecular level water, and you start flushing that out when you go into the bathroom, you're breathing, you're sweating, you're just, you're, you're, I call it the water cycle. As I kept doing the water cycle, month by month, year by year went by, um, more things started coming in. Started seeing some numbers. I started seeing some, you know, I was thinking about someone, they called me and it was getting more clear and I freaked out. I was like, okay, uh, go back to something stimulating. Go back to video games. Go, <laughs> go back to, go turn on the NBA games right now because this is weird. This is weird. And then Jilly was always like in the corner, my partner, like saying, hey, do you know what that means? Because she was a, she was already ahead of it every at, um, at the oh, time. She was awake much earlier. She, she was like the one out of a thousand that I knew that was like different. She was different. She's like, hey, do you know what that means? And I was like, no, you tell me. 
And I just let myself in and my ego is like, okay, that's enough. Um, I got to go play basketball or something. So it was like a dance I was going through. And a lot of us, you know, getting away from the all or nothing or this or that, just allowing yourself to go through the questions, the confusion without attaching to them or feeling that they're you. It's just a part of your emotions that we feel um, energy and motion. Right. And when those emotions, it's like the water in your body is just recalibrating. It's like changing. And it's great because water can teach us so much about so many things. And then fast forward now, as I started getting more third partied, I start now talking to other people, boom, numbers getting louder and louder. I had that real awakening, which was in December of 2017, just about a year, almost two years after I changed my water completely from when I started drinking it. Um, I had an out of body experience, was in my bed and at my beach house, and I looked straight up. 9am on an early December morning, I forget the day, and I left my body. I had no idea what the heck just happened. I was on the ceiling looking down at myself, realizing, um, am I awake? You know, like a sleep paralysis where yeah, you're awake, yeah. you're asleep, but you're awake and you can't move. Like, why can't I move my body? Ah, I'm freaking out right now. I'm awake, <laughs> but I can't move my hand. I'm looking at my hand and I'm not there. And then all of a sudden, after three hours of that, just being like in that zero point, I call it like that no space, like whether it was a deep meditation, whether my higher self knew or my ego just gave up. That's I've, that. I've experienced that. So I know what you're speaking. There you go. There yeah. you go. And so I came back in the body. Here's the crazy part. I ain't totally crazy. As soon as I came back in my body, it's like someone hit play. Mm. Someone hit play. It wasn't a voice. It wasn't like a man, a man or a woman. It was just as if I was reading a teleprompter of all of these things, alkalinity, holistic, detox, Dr. Sebi, um, government, wake up, this, this. And I was like, what's going on? I pull up my phone, literally one of the first posts, I've never found, like followed any of these truth posts, these, these little red pill posts, these, you know, these little rabbit hole, someone sent one to me. And I was like, wow. uh, okay. And it was about Barry Sotero, Barack Obama, whatever, Barack Obama. And I was like, and it made sense because probably yesterday that if that were to happen, I'd be like, this is dumb. What is this? That's, that's the president. Okay. Bye. At that moment, it made sense. That's when it opened ever the floodgates open. I got, wow. went right in head first. <laughs> I, I went to the beach. I was crying on the beach. Like I was like <laughs> looking around. I was like, does anybody know what's what we're living in? Like it happened. My awakening was so fast. It was beautiful and terrifying at the same time. I was crying on the beach at Newport Beach, looking around at people playing in the sand. And I was literally, my heart was like, go ask them if they know this stuff. And then my ego's like, no, you're crazy. And I just, I was navigating, navigating. And then four months later, well, right after that, I came across alkalinity, Dr. Sebi, learned about health, learned about nutrition. I started Meatless Monday, started going slow with it. And then my father gets diagnosed with cancer those few months after. So that was like segueing into that. And I was like, why did I wake up when I did? Started learning what I was learning because I knew this was part of my, my time to, to help other, you know, through these last couple of years of his life that, that it ended up happening. So long story short, started with the water, started getting those little signs. I resisted it. I refused it. I avoided the zoom out lens. I just hyper-focused on my ego and how it wasn't real still, boom slapped me in the face, out of body experience, came back in, play button started, one post opened the portal and I was lost in it, came out of it, 
better, right? That's where my, my brand is starting to develop. I came out of these things better. And then that continued into to my journey with my father and my awakening at the same time, which was absolutely wild in itself. Wow. So when you, when you had that like major awakening and, and saw all that and felt all that and obviously had that out of body experience, and then you said your dad, not only a few mm-hmm. months later was diagnosed. What was that like for you? Because then he was obviously very much in the medical system, right? So it yes. was like, you're learning all this stuff. Oh my you're gosh. Up to so much so quickly. Yes. And then your dad, who I know you're extremely close to like, is now going through this, like, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, sure. tear you up inside, but whatever you would share about yeah. you know, that time, what that was like for you. And, and, and how did you, you know, if you did, did, you know, did you share things with him to help him with that? Like how, what was that like? Oh yeah, it was wild. And those months, cause it was December, January, 2018. I started making those changes. He was diagnosed early April of that year. And it just so happened February, March, like January, February, March, and right before April, I started learning about chemotherapy. I started learning about cancer. I started learning about alkalinity. I was like, why am I learning this? I don't have cancer. Like, why am I interested in this? My dad's fine. My mom's healthy. My sister's fine. My grandparents are fine. Everyone was fine. And then I got the phone call at my gym Saturday morning. Your dad has acute myeloleukemia. And that's where life stopped. Like, I feel part of my life ended and a new part started. And so here I am with all this awareness of what chemotherapy is, what allopathic medicine is, what holistic options, whether it's even just going eating some plants, taking some herbs. I'm like, this is so simple. And people are curing themselves of this stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, like you said, I hit a wall because that wasn't in his vision. That wasn't in the doctor's orders. They, they rushed him to go to chemo within two days or else he would die. And he was literally supposed to miss his doctor's appointment that morning. He forgot he had an appointment. And they said his white blood cell counts have been going down for three years. And they waited till the last when it was critical to tell him there was something wrong. So they don't tell you that you're declining in white blood cells until you get to, he was at like 0.01. And they said, oh, Tim, you're, you're close to, you know, death. Literally word magic, scared the shit out of him. If you don't start chemo Monday, you may not make it next week. And I'm just on my knees begging my dad slow down. Hold on. We just, what do you know what chemo is? Do you know what this is? And as much as I could say, cry to him, um, as hard as it was, he said, he, he promised me this, let the doctors treat me and then you can heal me and help me recover. And that was the only thing I could do. So for the next couple of years, I had to go through an internal war of knowing what was going on yet. There was nothing I could do except sit and share if he was open to hearing it, because there was no real help on the other side either with, with his side of the family, my mom's side of the family, nobody knew the things I had discovered. And I always wondered why I did the time I did. And that those two years, the last couple of years of his life, he passed away last October, um, were the closest years I've ever, you know, been with him. And it took that to happen. So it was very heavy. Um, and it showed me a lot of, you know, there's things that are out of your control, you know, you can't save everybody as much, even if it's your freaking mom or dad, it's, those are hard lessons, hard lessons that many of us may have experienced, whether it was last year in the pandemic or whatever it is. Um, and that it really taught me a lot more than any podcast, more than any book, more than anything could teach me was experiencing that. And yet at the same time, it gave me strength 
It helped me come out better. It taught me how to uh, experience and handle emotions. It taught me how to um, stay in my heart. It taught me how to slow down. It taught me how to, to get into meditation because I was a mess. My Jilly, my partner was there holding space for me almost daily. She was the closest thing to me. Um, you know, I, I started really surrendering to what it is. I started surrendering to the feminine. I started started surrendering to stillness and to eat. I started fasting. I had no idea why I was fasting. And I started doing these things that gave me answers to provide because the doctors and all these other people weren't giving answers in itself. And I, I became that. And yet at the same time, it was like a multidimensional battle I was going through. And it was, it was one of the toughest times in my life. And also the most eye-opening, breaking through part of my life that is the reason why I'm here today, sharing what I share. You know what I mean? Uh, so just yeah. the timing of it, it was just so surreal and wild. And just even looking back and talking about it, it's just, it's, an, it's a powerful, powerful experience that for those listening, if you're going through something, you know, one thing that helped me is obviously asking questions to yourself, getting things out, whether it's a safe space, a community, a safe partner, um, a go-to journaling, um, slowing down, letting go of these old habits. Cause I was, I was, like I said, I was a, in a reactive state rather than a proactive that, that really right. switched into a proactive life rather than waiting for it to happen. I started creating it. So it didn't happen. And that was a huge lesson as well. So yeah, it was a, it was very eye opening experience. And, you know, now I just choose to share what I learned from it and what yeah. I went through and, and how it could help somebody. That's all I can do. And that's all I know he would want me to do. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, I'm so sorry for your loss, but as you mm -hmm. know, he's always with you mm -hmm. and around you. Mm -hmm. um, and as we know, death isn't what they've taught us. It is. Um, mm -hmm. so they're always, you know, they're always around. And I know you posted Absolutely. like the number synchronicity that you, oh my gosh. you have and see, and I've seen you share things like that. I get the same and I always like mm -hmm. gear up and feel the energy. And I think it's so cool. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because obviously so many of us go through loss, obviously with this pandemic, everything that just played out so many experienced all kinds of losses, whether it was someone physically or losing morning mm -hmm. themselves or whatever it may have been. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's important to have those kind of conversations, but also like, I appreciate you sharing your vulnerability around that, because like you said, you are having your own awakening and seeing so much. And I can only imagine how inside of you was screaming, knowing what you knew, but then having to honor his path as yeah. well, which is, I feel like, you know, the collective is going through as a whole, like we yeah. are having to, I mean, I'm having to do it with my own family, like at first it was just like fights and constant this that, and it was finally like it's it's not worth it anymore like like you said you can't save everyone you can't you know and so it's like okay I have to hold space I have to just honor their path and I think we're going through so much of that right now in the collective of like everyone wants to wake everyone up because humanity is good at the core and they want to be there for each other but not everybody wants to hear it see it you know feel it and, it, and it's hard yeah, it, it goes in the it goes in the waves. And I, I look back to it. I'm like, why did I wake up when I did? And I know there's others who have been aware to these things for years, 10 years, their whole like, there's 50 people who are 50 years old, like, yeah, I've known this stuff since I was a kid. I'm like, Oh, my gosh, applaud to you for 50 right? years of like, going through and just seeing things people cannot see, right? right? Wanting to say things people cannot hear, mm -hmm. you know, and now here we are, where it's like, it's like some of them are like, well, about time, finally, you know what I mean? So I, I always felt looking back at it too. And if you're listening and like the waves of awakening, so many of us want tsunamis of it. Well, a lot of us don't even know how to swim. 
<laughs> so what happens when the tsunami hits? Well, it's, you start drowning a bit and it's you get overwhelmed, you get anxiety, you get triggered, you get depressed, you go through a lot because now all of a sudden you're aware you have emotions. You're aware that the external is not you know, dependent on the internal so, uh, so forth rather than vice versa. We're, we're such a society that's based on cause and effect. You know, you can't control anything. It's just whatever happens, you just got to learn to deal with it. That's just the cards. That's just the cards you pull. That's just in your DNA. It's in your genes. You got no chance to change it. No such thing as epigenetics and all these other things. It's just what it is, you know, and hope you're a good person that, you know, when you leave here, you, you, you go to a good place and you're, you're approved. And it's just like those things really wake you up. And then the waves of awakening, right, where it's one person, then it's two people. You can't stop it. It's just, it's already happening. It, it's already, you know, 10 Xing every single day. Um, and when just, when I got to that point of, of realizing, you know, why am I going through this now? It's because there's going to be tons of people, as you know, going through it that are, aren't going to know what's going on. They're not going to know what to do next. They're going to be aware that, you know, certain things don't have your best interests. Like we've always thought the people that are on pedestals are no longer there to support you they're there to take from you and manipulate you and that's hard that hurts and that hurts the inner child that that suppresses the feminine it creates toxicity in the masculine which i had no idea even existed with you know the different energies not man female or male it's the energetics right? i learned so much about energy and that's a huge huge point because that's how this world's constructed it's it's a energetic universe and energetic world electromagnetism um, and a lot of our world has been designed with Newtonian principles of physical, solid, gravity, chemical, you know, pharmaceutical, allopathic, very, very dense, very low vibrating and dense. That's why it's like we get so scared to break a bone or like, you know, death is so intense and like the Grim Reaper. It's like, guys, that's just a transmutation of a type of energy. So that was another huge thing um, that that helped me is starting to really learn about energy what it actually means the word energy what does it mean to you because there's so many words some people think coffee some people think stimulants some people think lightning bolts yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like how what, one what word does it mean to you exactly and so for me energy energy is a i feel is something well, it's called law of thermodynamics. So it's constant, constantly in motion, right? So what's the closest thing to that? Well, emotions. We're humans, we're, we're in a way designed compared to like plants, animals, species. We're the most complex, you know, creations on this earth. And we have all the spectrum of emotions. And some people think that's a bad thing. I used to think that was a bad thing. I didn't want to be jealous. I don't want to be guilty. I don't want to be in shame. Why do we have to go through that stuff? Instead, these are all beautiful. These are all teachers. These are all gifts. These are all blessings because in each emotion you experience, there's a certain part of you that manifested it or experienced it to create something, to build something, to help somebody, to overcome something rather than why me, this is hurting me, you know, the victim template, so to speak. So when you learn that, you know, we're here to, to use this energy, build the energy in your body, build it in your, in your mind, in your heart, and the more energy you can build up and people say, well, what do I do to build energy? One thing that helped me instead of looking to build something, get rid of whatever isn't building it. It's the law process of elimination in a way. So those are similar to, you know, the, the scientific model in a way where you're taking things that don't work, but, it, but it's true. Instead of trying to add more things, one of the best things you can do as you awaken and you become aware of these things is 
cutting out things that no longer serve you. That's food, that's people, that's habits, that's lifestyles. You don't even have to add a single thing because I was in the athlete mentality. What else can I do? What, what other weights exercises can I do? What other uh, basketball drills could I do? Instead of why not I stop doing that on the court? How about I just stop doing this? How about I, I reduce that? How about I cut back on that? And if you do that, you probably won't even have to add anything because you're already perfect as you are. We've just been programmed to chase, go, 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 you know? And I think that that awakening is really coming back to the present moment, the now moment. People say new earth, I call it now earth. The new me, the now you. Take one E and put it with an O, change your whole life. Anything new is just now. Because if you keep saying something's new, that you just keep putting it out there. That's, you're just, you're, it's new. It's new. It's constantly not you, right? Well, it's just you in the present moment right now over and over and over. And that was a huge shift for me, the language and the words I was using, because words are powerful. And you know that too. It's just the, the babble that people throw out there and how they keep themselves on these loops. And, and it came from the, the system we live in, how much of it's left brain constructed. Um, so yeah, energy is powerful. Words are powerful. And then really embodying that, that masculine, feminine, energetic principle helped me tremendously going through what I went through with my dad and my awakening in itself. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, so, so much power there. And I love what you spoke to about energy, but also what you were just saying with the words, you know, it's like, you know, we just say words, right? Like, like we're, we're taught, like you said, in the system, you know, we're given all these different things like for you, when you started kind of unpacking that and like, you know, it sounds like you dove into energy first, kind of understood how powerful we all really are that we have been taught mm -hmm. that we are not mm -hmm. and then how to actually tap into that energy and like our intuition and all that, that we are also taught to not do. And mm -hmm. so like when you started tapping into that, right. And you started accessing your own energy and your own, like, you know, just, it sounds like you really came home to yourself. You know, you said mm -hmm. you woke up from water, you woke up from everything, you know, like, you know, you were going through and also just to yourself. And then once you went through that and you realized, okay, now I've healed my body. I'm in a good place. Clearly mentally, I'm, I'm clear for the first time in my life. I'm now seeing things so differently. I'm taking all this apart. I'm learning this. Then when you dove into like the words, you speak a lot on your social platforms about like word spells and how words work. Like, what was that like for you when you started kind of deconstructing that and realizing so much of the programming? Like, how did you, you know, I, you know it's a big question, but how did you yeah. kind of unprogram yourself? Because, you know, you speak yeah. to a lot on your platform about unlearning and relearning. And I think for Absolutely. a lot of people, that's really hard, obviously, right? Because we've been taught for so long that these are the systems of trust. This is what's in front of us. You know, this is this. And then as the veil, as we know, is starting to thin and thin and thin and thin more mm -hmm. and more, we're mm -hmm. starting to really see, you know, like almost like a flashlight on everything of like, oh, here's this. And oh, you missed this. And oh, the, you know, and it's like, oh, wow, all of that was being shown to me, but it's not really what it is. So, yes, you know, speak to that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I say it like uh, we are a human operating system. You know, they call it, why does the iPhone say iOS? Well, we are an HOS. What do you think the iOS idea came from? Where do you think phones came from? Where do you think computers came from? It came from extensions of us. Anything created outside was once within um, and so forth. So if you think about your, you know, your whole life, your first seven years of your life, and I started diving into like Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, 
um, Greg Braden, a lot of these people that were studying quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Um, again, years ago, you tell me these things. I'm like, what, what is, how do you even spell that? Like, well, why would I care about that? Like, what are we doing on Friday? And <laughs> yeah, right. And then basically what, what I discovered is our first seven years of our life, our subconscious mind is heavily programmed. That's why it's, it's very important with, you know, with schooling and what we give our children. And then I realized that after that, it's like someone would have had a computer. And if you're listening, you ever done coding or you've been on software development or even has paid someone to do it. You go to a website and you get the like the little, you know, like looks like hieroglyphics, all the coding. You're like, I don't even know where to start. That looks like a headache. That's your brain. You know, that's like how you're wired, because if you keep doing the same thing over and over growing up and you hit enter, you hit enter, you hit enter. Let's say you get to 25, 30 years old and someone didn't hit enter. They actually hit pause or they hit delete. You're you glitch out you get triggered, you get emotional, you get responsive, you get in a fight or flight mode, right? So these certain words, certain acronyms, certain statements, um, they, they, they're powerful. Our words create things. I mean, for those listening, you've, all you've heard is about 30, 45 minutes of words and you're painting pictures. You're seeing Chris, you'd never even seen him before. You're, you're visioning Allie, wherever she is. You're seeing, you know, the things, Chris's story, you're visioning Chris on the beach crying. You're seeing it. And that's the beautiful part. The mind can see these things. I say the eyes look, the mind sees, and the heart leads, right? We tend to just see with our eyes, right? We, we, we get overwhelmed in our mind, and then we shut off our heart, right? A lot of us are looking rather than seeing. So with words, and what I discovered is our, our operating system is very complex, and the things we retain and absorb are going to get written in our code. Not only is it what we absorb, it's also what we say. It's not only what we say, it's what we think. Because a lot of people say great stuff or maybe low vibrational things, they're, they're thinking it, which is even deeper, right? So I started breaking down, you know, etymology. I started breaking down words. You know, the average man speaks 10,000 words a day. The average woman, 18 to 20,000 words a day, wow. a day, 20,000 chances. That's if you're an athlete, you get 20,000 shots in the game. Oh my gosh. You know how many of those shots could be good or bad? So it's the question would, for me, the first question was, if I'm saying at least 10,000 words a day, how many of those are empowering? How many of those are present? How many of those are action forming? How many of those are uplifting? How many of those are this? And we never ask ourselves that because our words are so mm -hmm. unconscious. We don't catch it until someone says something. We don't catch it until we hear someone else say it. And that's what grabs our attention. So if I could start reprogramming literally my internal human operating system, not based on something outside of me, not based on, you know, a Tony Robbins event, not based on a book I read at Barnes and Noble, based on what I control, because we forget we are the coders, we're the software developers, we're the architects of our own operating system. And the best way to do that is to start becoming aware of your words, because the awareness brings forth the ability to change your words, you know? So there's a lot of words that your subconscious mind doesn't know. Try, kinda, maybe. Hope so. Attempt. Your subconscious mind goes, I have no, what? Because it's either yes or no. So that's why I, you know, I choose, I claim, I affirm, I confirm, I operate, I do these things. I am, right? That, that saying, I am that I am. And when you start doing that, life starts to change. You know, you, you say a thing and then you say, but I do it all the time. So you catch yourself, you become your best coach. Yeah, it was a great show, but um, he came late your subconscious just heard it's not a great show. 
And we're just, we're constantly canceling ourselves out and then we're getting in these loops. And we realize the only loop we're in, it's not the money that comes in and out. It's not the partners that break up with us and we get a new girlfriend. It's not the diet we loops, you know, the new diets every week we try is none of those is none of those things. It's the words we speak because the diet, the girlfriend and the, the habits manifested because you kept saying, I'm not skinny or I, I'm not content. Uh, I'm not going to be love instead of I choose to be fit. I choose love. And then boom, someone knocks on your door saying, hey, I'd love to get lunch with you. And you're like, what? Because you chose it. And we forgot the power to choose, right? And when you forget the power to choose, I always say this, if you don't choose, someone's going to choose for you. And usually that person that choosing for you, well, depending who they are, what their intentions are, what their motives are, what their background is, what words they're casting out, like their word, their magic spells, um, that could play a big role in your life. And that's where cutting out those people, cutting out those habits, reshifting your vocabulary. There's amazing books. Conscious Language um, is an amazing book by, I forget what, what his name was. I just got it here. Um, it really gives you the power back to upgrade your language, upgrade your awareness of what you speak. And as you do that and practice that, it's one of the greatest skills you can create because you can talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime with the right words the tone, the tempo, you're talking right to their heart. You're bypassing the ego. You're going, hey, ego, yeah, uh, I know what words you like. Kind of, maybe, try, don't do it, not, can't. That's what the ego likes. Higher self, choose. No, firm, claim, confirmation. Let's do this. Success, I will. I choose to make this easy. You talk to that, to those people, people can start hearing you. And they don't know why. They're like, why does this make sense? And that's what I've been doing on my social media. And so people, when they're, they're hearing me talk, they're hearing my captions and my words, it's bypassing. It's like going around their egoic wall. It's breaking through their heart walls. It's avoiding any kind of limiting beliefs or doubts or triggers. And it's going right to their inner child, right to their right brain where they can actually hear you. Because a lot of times we say stuff, people can't hear us. They hear, it's like it's Spanish to them, right? And it's because the words we speak are babble. Um, they're very low vibrational. They're cancel clearing. Um, they're in the past. They're not actually present. And then we wonder why we get arguments back. We wonder why people project at us. We wonder why people get mad at us. Well, we did it. We caused it. We created it. And we forget that that's how powerful our words are. So that's just like a, a simple reminder for words, empowerment of words, energy of words, and how your words literally... We exchange trillions a day. Your words can create things or your words can literally destroy things. That's why the, the word words, you put the S and you move it to the front, it's swords. It can build something or cut something down. That's yeah. like the word, the word uh, heart. If you put the H, you put it at the end, it's earth. Your heart and the heart and the earth are interconnected and correlated. So there's a lot of magic in words and everyone skips that step. They skip that step and they go elsewhere. They go to, which are all great meditation, yoga, diet, you know, sound. Those are all great. Those are all important. Those are all part. It's all synergistic. Yet everything I just said is a word and you saw a picture. So the brain likes to see pictures, the right brain, the left brain likes to see numbers and words. So we're very left brain dominant. This, this society we're in rigid, right? If you look, there's, there's not many circles or like flowy lines in the world unless you go to nature, you've got lines, blocks, and squares, more boxes. Think outside the box. 
get into the spirals, get into the twirls, get into the, um, the, the hexagons, get into the, all these different, the Taurus field. That's where then the mind really sees. And that's like the, the journey I feel. The awakening journey is going from the left brain to the right brain. And now that because the right why. brain, correct me if I'm wrong, but the right brain mm-hmm. is essentially our God brain. Indeed. It, it, it's how we essentially came in before yep. the programming. Exactly. It's that's where we were when we were a kid, where you could see a toy and you think it's like a flying car. Where you, you see a Legos and you see a Millennium Falcon. That's what we got disconnected from. Because then we got taken, we got plopped in a, an education system where you have rules now. You can't ask questions. We only have creativity one time a week rather than 24-7, right? So this God brain of ours, this creative brain, it's, it's like the no mind. It's usually the one where people get cut into the airy, floaty world of like, wow, I see it all. Like, yeah, because you, you, like, you can create these things. We forget that. The left brain goes, well, hold on, hold on. I need the facts. Hold on, hold on. What's the science behind this? And you can now imagine what kind of world we live in and then also what kind of world we're living, going to, right? The allopathic world, left brain. The holistic world, right brain. Allopathic, it's in bits and pieces. Or the left brain, a little compartmentalizing. Right brain, big picture. It's like the parts of the car, the whole car. You know, the, the word cup, the left brain sees C-U-P. The right brain sees size, shape, color of the cup. Mm-hmm. See how that works now? So that's why when you say something to somebody, if they're in the left brain, whether they're overstimulated in fight or flight, dehydrated, agitated, stressed out, you know, ready for battle, they're in the left brain hemisphere. That's where the Wall Street came, wars, disease, poverty, competition, ego, hate, greed, envy, those low vibrational sins. It's just distortions of our left brain. And we've lost that right brain of compassion, love, gratitude, inner child, imagination, play, right? So if we can shift out of that and go from CUP, which is linear, like time, right? Linear, like the stock market, pretty much like linear, like numbers and get into the right brain, which is expansive quantum, quantum world, cryptocurrency, like these things, holistic health. Here's the thing. Then you start dancing. And that's when I really learned about energy. When your left and your right brain start dancing, that's what you call like a flow state where you're not knowing what you're saying. It's just coming out perfectly and you're creating images with your words and the words or the images you're creating are creating internal words of people. And that's where you started helping them remind them that they are the guru, the coach and all those things. They just forgot they have these skills and they forgot what their brain does. We don't even know how our brain works. So many of us, I had no idea. I had no idea there's different parts. I had no idea that prefrontal cortex, like Neo, you have a neocortex. So why Neo's in the matrix. Free your mind, Neo. Free your mind in prefrontal cortex. It's your ability to make choices. Your prefrontal cortex, neocortex, prefrontal cortex makes choices. So if your choice center is hijacked and you turn on the TV and that's all blocked because you have no awareness of it, well, no wonder CNN is going to tell you what to do. No wonder this person is going to tell you what to do because you can't choose what you're going to do. So we've been disconnected from our brain. We've been overbalanced into the left brain. We've been suppressed of the right brain. Left brain could be masculine. Right brain could be feminine. Left brain could be positive. Right brain could be negative. Uh, a left brain is electric. Right brain is magnetic. 
Left brain could be acidic, right brain could be alkaline. And here's not to say one's better or worse. They just have their different gifts and benefits. Some have been tampered with, some have been suppressed. And so it's up to us to wake up to this, bring it back to life, energize it, right? Food, diet, mentality, lifestyle, all the things that you share that people do. And all of a sudden we start getting coherence. And we start getting that coherence, new opportunity arises. New house comes on the market. That job just got opened up. That check just appeared. Your dream girl just appeared. That 20 pounds just fell off the scale. And you're like, what is going on? And that's the magic I've been waking up to in the last couple of years. And to be here today now to share how anybody can do that. And then when you do that, you come out better. You come out better from it. So there you go. (laughs) So I know it's just going. It's so powerful. And I love, you know, obviously I can hear and see, you know, your passion within all of this. I've already seen it on social, but to see it like, you know, interacting and having these conversations, you know, on our, you know, on the podcast, it, it's it's awesome. I love when seeing people are passionate about what they're really speaking mm-hmm. to. You know, it's truly from the heart and, you know, from yeah. that center of not only wanting to help, but wanting to share. And, you know, I love that you spoke about that flow, right? Because I think that, I mean, for me, I'm guilty of like when I had my awakening, really, I mean, it started around, I would say 2017, 2018, kind of similar to you, but full blown when the pandemic hit. And I told you before we started recording, like a lot, a lot of it, I believe is because I was pregnant with Arlie, my second. And I believe that mothers are, you know, essentially reborn every time, you know, they have a child. And so I really feel like she was part of like a much bigger scale awakening. And I never understood why she was coming during a pandemic, but now I do, you know, and it's, it's so wild. And so when you speak to that left and right and, you know, flowing, like I feel like I have slowly just started getting there because I got really stuck in right after waking up to so much and being yes. like, oh my gosh, how can I even function and, and see all this and be like, oh, I'm just supposed to go back and just be like, oh, everything's normal because it's like, it's not in the best yes. way possible, but also still very much like, holy shit. And am I crazy? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just yeah. like, and so for you, when you speak to like that, you know, left and right flow, How did you find that for you? And how do you still, I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit easier now that you're speaking to it and you share it for your brand and everything you're doing, but in the beginning for you, like, how did you start to really allow yourself to have that flow? And like, what would you share for others who are kind of waking waking up or maybe we're helping people wake up from this episode? What would you share that like, is how you kind of helped yourself? What are some things you did? Like you mentioned meditation, like that would help others to be able to do, to like love on themselves, but also to like, help with that dance and that flow that you speak of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that bigger picture does get overwhelming, especially as you wake up, you see everything, like you said, and and that seeing everything is a gift in itself. And it's also at the same time, scary in itself because everything has these different lenses. You choose what you decide to look, what lens you decide to look through. So when you are so out in the big picture, um, that's that remind again, zoom out, zoom in. It's a great analogy. Zoom out lens is when you're so, you're not even aware where you are presently. Like you could be in your kitchen, yet your mind is like on the stock market, looking at your stocks you just bought. You're like, oh, I wonder is this, you're like sauteing mushrooms. Like, wow, <laughs> is this? that's the zoom out lens, right? Zoom back in, you have mushrooms on your stove. Your kid is right there. You can't control the stock market. You can't control anything. And that's the first reminder. So when I, I really practice this and really ask myself what it means to zoom out and zoom in, zoom in the present moment, which is more left brain because you're taking a big picture. It's like a Rubik's cube, 
right? And you're breaking down the, the Rubik's cube by color. Some of us try to figure out the whole Rubik's cube like this, and it's just crazy. It's chaos. It's like, well, we're trying to figure it all yeah. out. We're trying to do it In all. <laughs> exactly. Instead of just going, hey, I'm just going to grab this red cube. I'm going to put it right here. I'm going to grab this yellow cube and put it right next to here. I'm going to get this green one now and put it here. Okay, I got three little cubes instead of one big cube. I'm going to put this cube down and I'm going to move these in a simple way. And these little cubes are, you know, little things in your everyday life. When I wake up, do I go right on my phone? When I wake up, do I, do I say thank you a few times? What, what are things that I can do? When I'm eating, right? Are these things giving me energy? Are they giving me water or are they taking from me? Are they making me tired? Am I using these for, you know, to suppress my emotions? So a lot of questions you ask yourself. So the zoom out, zoom in lens helped me tremendously. Another thing to be aware of that, that really connected a lot was simply fight or flight, rest and recover. Mm. What are those two concepts? What do they mean? I've never heard that. Pretty much it's your nervous system, right? Your nervous system houses your emotions. It houses the memories of your body. It houses all the neural pathways that create triggers and responses. And just like the brain, most people don't realize they have one. They don't know they have two types of nervous systems, let alone multiple with the autotomic central nervous system. So without going into like science and biology, it's good to learn about yourself, right? And so next question I ask is, okay, what things are putting me in a fight or flight mode where I'm just going really fast and I'm, I'm bypassing the mushrooms on the stove and I'm not even in my head. I'm just, I'm everywhere else at once. How can I get into a rest and recover, which helps digestion, helps muscle recovery, helps slow my brain down, slows my heart rate down, you know, and what are some things that I can do to get into these states, right? So like cold showers puts you in the parasympathetic, grounding puts you in the parasympathetic, hydration, drinking more water puts you in the parasympathetic, fasting puts you in the parasympathetic, right? Fight or flight, that could be a stimulant, that could be uh, some type of adrenaline that your body releases, that could be a toxin you consume, that could be a trauma or injury, that can be a, a verbal abuse or someone calling you out or making fun of you or whatever, put you in fight or flight. So now we constrict, now we get tight, and then we don't breathe. Breathing puts you in the parasympathetic. So you see how you can always tie this dynamic. I call it polarity. And not to say like good or bad, it's just like a positive or a negative. So what helped me to conclude all of that is thinking of a battery. How does a battery work? Positive charge and a negative charge. You can apply the positive and a negative charge to anything in your life. Anything in your life, right? Whether it be mindset, spirituality, the masculine, the feminine, um, so these are just like little reminders that, that I gave myself. And then I started practicing and started embodying rather than just telling people about it. And then when you start doing it, your lifestyle starts changing. Uh, you, you start getting more clear headed. You start really slowing down rather than chasing the carrot on a treadmill. Right? That's where a lot of us are racing in our life. We're go, go mentality, nine to five. You know, we got a lot going on and yes, you, you know, you have kids and you have a lot going on. So it's up to us to choose how we can slow down um, because with the slower you go, as weird as it sounds, the more progress you make and look at the world. Hey, work no days off 24 seven to have success. You cannot stop. And we skip the resting. 
we skip the slowing down, we skip the feminine side of things. So when I realized that slowing down and not always foot on the gas, right, letting myself rest, recognizing myself, giving myself self love, self care, all these other things I was trying to chase and do, they just took care of themselves. They started connecting themselves, they started helping. Um, and I realized less is more. And that's another little thing I like to tell myself less is more. Less is more, less is more, because more got us to where we are today. More, more money, more fame, more success, more greed, more clothes, all more everything got us to where we are as a collective today. Now we're realizing I don't need as much to be happy. I, I have my family. I have my, my dog. I have my business. I have my health. My goodness. And that puts you right into the rest and recover. So like you start really dancing with these positives, these negatives, fire, water, electric, magnetic. They're simple things, right? Simple reminders, zoom in, zoom out, um, and then start practicing it and asking those questions um, because that's where you're going to really get those answers. And that's something that no one can tell you. Nobody can debunk your life journey. No one can tell you you're wrong. This science proves it. It's, that's your journey. That's the beautiful part. Your story, your testimony, those are our myth-busting proof. And that's what makes us all so unique. And then we get to share it on podcasts, on social media. And that's what's the beautiful part of, of why we have these tools rather than narcissism and look at me. You know, there are people who do that. It's up to us to choose to do the opposite. So hopefully that answers maybe some of those concepts that gave some people some insight. Uh, but those are some things that help me tremendously and things that I share for sure on a daily basis to, to help people come out better. So to yeah, speak. no, I, I, yeah. I love that. And I, I love what you shared. And it's so powerful. It's so true. It's like, you know, like you've, you know, you've constantly come back to the entire time of our conversation, really coming back to like, it's you, everything is you, like you said, you know, it's not the victim template. It's truly you. It's like what, you know, happens for you, not to you mm -hmm. and how you work with it, what you do, how you zoom in, zoom out and the different, you know, modalities and practices that you clearly do, you know, in your life to help you work through personal business, all the different hats that you wear and are able to still get back to, like you said, the, the rest and being, you know, productive versus just fight or flight, which obviously mm -hmm. we've been taught to always be in fight or flight. And like you said, just work, 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 work on a grind. I'm so guilty. I'm a recovering workaholic, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it's like, you know, just even having that awareness to be like, yes. wow, I work so much like, okay, I, it's great, but like, I need to like also chill, you know, and it's hard. Like I have to check in with myself all the time because I have big dreams and big goals and all kinds of things. And it's like, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but I also have to rest. I also have to like honor myself and my body. And, you know, and so you sharing all those things, I think is awesome because you do do so many different things and you wear mm -hmm. many hats. And so I'm sure for you, it is such a dance for you to remind yourself to do these different things. Like even, you know, being transparent with the audience, like Chris and I went back and forth on when we could record. And then he was, you know, able to talk to his partner, Jilly about being like, Hey, you know, Allie's only free tonight versus, you know, during the day because things going on with her little ones, you know, and, and, you know, and, and we talked to each other and I was like, look, if you can't do it, like I, I honor your schedule. I get it. That's your time with your partner because that's your time that you've created to be able to have mm -hmm. that because you work so much and work so hard and give back and do all these things. And so I think yeah. when we have those conversations and also like give that permission to each other, not that we need permission, but we honor that of each other, then we do give permission to others to then do the same and to see what you're saying of like looking at ourselves and no one can debunk what you're doing. And you can actually look, look into your own life and say, 
okay, these are the things I can change. And you, as you said, this doesn't serve me. Let me let this go. Maybe I'll add something else. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just leave it as is, you know? And I think yeah. that, you know, you speaking to so much of that is so powerful. And, you know, we can talk forever, but I would love for you to, you know, you've been doing all this amazingness. You've got your brand to come out better. You speak so highly to the water. I'm going to obviously have to have you back for another episode because we talked about it so much and I feel like I wanted to get <laughs> so much more, but it's all good. Yeah. But I would love to go into it before we wrap this up. For sure. you to share like now that you are, you know, an entrepreneur and now like, you know, always been an entrepreneur, but like on a new level for you mm-hmm. and, you know, doing direct and sales and all these things that you're doing, what you're working with water. Like, I'd love for you just to share a little bit of like, what it's like now for you, right? Chris, you know, let's we'll paint a picture, right? With the words, like, you know, what it was like looking at Chris years ago, being yeah. in Mexico, coming home, being super sick, your body was a disaster to healing yourself, to being where you are now and now sharing it with the world and working and helping with others come out better and getting to yeah. be a part of all of this and do what you're doing. What is it like for you to look from that to this? And what would you share for those to inspire and to inspire others? Yeah, absolutely. The first word that comes to mind um, with inspiration is, uh, I say this all the time, your mess is someone's message. It's like, man, I'm a mess. Oh, man, I've gone through so much. All my failures, my setbacks, you know, I have all these transmutations. So like, what I've realized over the years is like, my failures were feedbacks. My triggers are now trampolines. All right, my setbacks are now comebacks. My mess is now a masterpiece and it's just the art of transmutation. Cause looking back, you know, I, I just feel like, like people say, Oh, you've changed, you know, you've changed a lot so fast. And I have yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And, and then I realized I haven't changed. I, that, that wasn't me, you know, now I'm becoming me. And that was like a liberation in itself because I, I claimed it. I, I affirmed it for the first time without someone telling me who I am or what I'm supposed to do, or what I'm supposed to be. So just looking back, like, and when I do the, you know, podcasts, or like, just talk about, because it it was only been three years, like, it feels like this was 10 years ago that I went through all this stuff, I was coming back from Mexico, that was just about three or four years ago. Um, And to look back and now forward, there are times in my life where I go, why me? There are times where I say, um, why did I have to go through this? And then I catch myself and realize that, it was meant to happen. It was part of my journey. It was something I did choose, whether I was conscious or aware of it or not. And then I realized, you know, why, why did I have so many of these hiccups? Why did I lose so much money? Why did I, why did my father get cancer? Why did my, you know, why did this not happen? Why did this person not stop this? And then again, one of the biggest things, two biggest things is the art of transmutation, which is taking something, upgrading it, twisting it, flipping it, uh, hydrating it into a, the optimal version. And then the other one is just being vulnerable with myself and other people. Vulnerability right now is probably one of the biggest strengths that is most terrifying to, to do. It's like the armor, it's like the shield and your sword, yet that shield and sword is very heavy. And especially for men, being able to come out, you know, share. I've cried more in three years than I have in 30. I'll be straight up with people then. And I realize crying is a healing tool rather than something that makes me weak transmutation. I upgraded it. Weakness to a strength, right? We, and we have the power to do this. There's no one saying that you cannot upgrade something that's a weakness into a strength, something that you've always had your whole life into a, all right, if you had it your whole life, how can you upgrade it and then help people that are going through it as well? And I really, I, I get lit up. I, I said, light them up all the time. As my father would say in, in basketball, I get lit up when my vulnerability 
help someone process something that they never knew they were aware of. That what I've gone through allows someone to process, let's say like losing a father that they've never been able to process for 10 years. And because I shared it and I show myself crying, not to like get, you know, sympathy or want just to like say, Hey, it's, it's okay. Um, that biofeedback helps. So it still is a process. I still have times where, you know, I, 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 I wonder why I went through what I did, you know, and, and then I zoom out, pause, I zoom out and I realize there's thousands and millions of people who don't have a roof over their head. And I get back to my blessings. I get back to my gratitude because when I catch myself, I, I get in the self-conscious, I tap my chest, I get in the habit of pausing, zooming out and seeing, you know, what I go through as a mess is literally someone's dream. You know, the, the things I've gone through in my life, people would love to have that because people never had a father. You know, people never had money. So I, I still pause and it's a constant um, dance that at the end of the day, when you're present and in, in, in the moment, you're aware of it all. So that's been tremendous and helpful. And uh, just going forward now into, you know, what we're experiencing as the world into 2021, 2022, these last couple of years for many people were very tough. And you're now seeing people come out of it better, hence, hence, the, hence the branding and all that. And when you come out of it now, it's like I just look back in the rearview mirror and I can now reflect. And when you reflect, you can integrate. When you integrate, you can teach because the best way of learning something, unlearn and relearn, is by teaching it to someone else, is by educating it with somebody else, is by sharing your experience to someone else. And that's the best gift we can give each other without having to feel like we're a teacher, we're, we've got a PhD, we've got 1 million followers to make an influence. No, you got two or three people right now following you, five people in your phone, that all it takes is a little vulnerability, a little accountability, uh, conscious choices, and you can change three lives more than a $10,000 check could. And those are the reminders I give myself and the things that my father instilled in me um, that I just that's why I get up at 5 a.m. and I love doing these things and I could talk all day because that's now I know why I went through what I did. Because I, I wouldn't share, I wouldn't even be on here with you if I didn't go through it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even had any of these words come out of me. Um, my language become this if I hadn't gone through this. And it was easy. My father's still here. I never got sick. I'm still in Orange County going to the bars on the weekend. I'm like in my comfort lifestyle that I was living in at the time. Um, so looking back, I'm grateful for it happy I did at the same time goodness that was intense that was tough my gosh well like my father said don't ask for a lighter load just just get broader shoulders that you can handle it so that's that's where I'm at today and, and if this can help somebody great I hope it doesn't end there go help someone with that because that's that's the ripple effect I talk about that's it's not just me and Allie talking about this if you're listening and something resonated share that with someone else because that person's going to share it then that person they share with will be a little vulnerable and share it with their mom and their mom's going to heal something they never do and watch that mom's aunt find you on instagram and say oh my gosh my daughter just told me exactly what you said and it was your message that got there that's pretty cool and that's the legacy anybody can leave without no matter what accolades what success what following all that stuff is just labels. At the end of the day, it's it's your intentions, your heart, your compassion, your lens, um, and just putting yourself first at the same time, realizing that everyone else is you anyways. So everyone's first, everyone's together, and everyone's synergistically connected. And we'll leave it at that. And there it is. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Chris, this is so powerful. I had so much fun getting to hear your journey. And it was yeah. so just 
incredible for you to share and for, for being, you know, so vulnerable. Cause I agree with you. I, I really affirm to put myself out there and be as vulnerable as possible as much mm-hmm. as it triggers so many. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just love when I get to have these vulnerable deep dive conversations, because I think they're just so necessary and needed, especially for where we are, like you said, in the collective right now, where we all know for those that are awake, where we're going. Yes. And so, you know, um, thank you so much for you know, being here. Tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, check out yeah. what you're doing with water. Everything will be in the show notes guys, but Chris, go ahead and just, you know, leave us all with it. And if there, and also, could you repeat? Cause I want to, <laughs> I want to write it down. You yeah. said about the eyes. See, that was mm-hmm. the line. Yeah. Would you repeat that also after sure. you give all your information of where to follow? A- absolutely. And if you, if you did hear this and it resonates, we re- we're realizing we're all very similar when you become a little vulnerable and you connect with people a little bit deeper than just, Hey, what do you, what, what do you do for a job? Oh, how are you? Oh yeah. Maybe we get lunch sometime. It's like, we're, we're, we're past those combos. We realize we're all very similar once we start letting others in. So that's definitely a good point to remind. I'm glad you brought that up to connect with me. Um, Instagram at come out better, all one word, um, no fancy spelling, come out better, all one word. And then I have a telegram channel, which you can access on my link tree in my bio. Um, I'm sure Ali can post it also on the, on the uh, pamphlet or the, the podcast label. That's where you can find me as well. And then I'm, I'm in the progress, almost done for my website, comeoutbetter.com. And um, then eventually a podcast as well. I call, I'm going to call it a Cobcast, how to come out better. Love so it. that'll be fun. <laughs> and then uh, what you said, the eyes look, the mind sees, the heart leads. A lot of us have that mixed up where our heart, our hearts not getting asked where to go next. Our mind is trying to figure it out and we're basing our reality on what our eyes look at. Right? The eyes just look at things. The mind sees really what we're looking at. And then that heart's giving direction to the mind and eyes on how to navigate and help people come out better. And there it is. Amazing. Boom. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Thanks guys yeah. so much for listening. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Everything with Ali Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.